millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Real Lives Untold podcast with myself, Trina O'Connor. And myself, Sarah O'Connor. We are focusing on all things crime and human interest. We're creating a space for people to tell their stories, the raw, unedited version. Joining us on the podcast this week is retired Detective Inspector Pat Marry, who was involved in investigating some of the country's most high-profile murders. He has written a book entitled The Making of a Detective, which was then adapted into a podcast series. And today he's talking to Trina and I about two notorious murderers, Joe O'Reilly and Colin Whelan. They callously planned their wives' murders and went to extraordinary lengths to cover up their crimes and evade justice. O'Reilly has never expressed remorse over the cold-blooded killing of his wife Rachel, the mother of his children, at the family home in the Knoll, North County, Dublin, in 2004. Pat talks about O'Reilly's bizarre behaviour after the murder and his latest unsuccessful bid for parole. We also discuss the brutal murder of Mary Gough by her husband Colin Whelan at their home in Balbriggan in North Dublin in 2001. Whelan strangled his wife following months of plotting and planning. He then tried but failed to stage the scene to look like Mary had fallen down the stairs. The former detective talks about his close contact with the families of the victims and how these women will never be forgotten. Retired Detective Inspector Pat Murray, thanks for joining us on Real Lives Untold this evening. Mm, very welcome, very welcome. Listen, I, I can only speak for myself. I came across you first. It was during the Joe O'Reilly trial when I was right. only covering courts at that stage, yes. July 2007. I can't yeah. believe it. It was like 16 yeah. years ago yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, And I remember that trial went on for weeks, but obviously it captivated the nation, didn't it? Oh, my good God, did it what? And, uh, and, and we didn't, like, funny enough, like, right, with investigating it and we're stuck in the middle of it, but we didn't really realise how much... It had it captured the imagination yeah. of. It was only afterwards when we would look back and say his appearance on the Late Late Show, yeah. yes. the whole nation became Everyone miniature detectives, and <laughs> they wanted to, <laughs> and they wanted to. But we didn't know. see that at the time. Like, believe it or not, like but it was, it was so huge, court, and even his behaviour during yeah, the trial. Yeah, absolutely. But the court, like you know, every day was packed, jammed. Yeah. And I remember the day when they were coming back with the verdict. Yeah, and. I went for a pint to the wig and gown. I said, I'm waiting for the jury. I'm going to go for a pint and went down to yeah. the wig and gown. I was with um, some of the Callaly family, Paul Callaly. Yeah. And yeah. we're sitting up and I ordered a pint and the pint just came out and it was lovely. The next minute, <laughs> someone stuck their head in the door. Jury, you're coming back. Jury, you're coming back. Yeah. And everyone hopped off their seat. It was a seat. Saturday evening, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and out they went. Yeah. And uh, oh rushed back to the rush back to the to the court you know yeah and i remember rushing back to just i need to go to the toilet i have to go to the, and i went into the toilet and i came back out and it was court three there in the old 
you know, the, the round hole. Ball, the I round know. Hole. Yeah. And it was jammers and mm. I couldn't get in. So I, I was sort of making my way in and people sort of knew who I was then. They were making me. And, I, and before, and it was just that packed. I got in and I was standing and Joe Riley was within a hand's reach away from me. It was that close to yeah. up the front, you know, and, uh, you know, it was just—it was it, unbelievable it, the reaction, even oh, in course. And then, and then you'll never see anything like it again, or hear and, anything like it again. And, I don't and think, Pat, you know? for people that don't know that case, tell mm. us mm. what happened in that case and what part you played in that yeah, case. Yeah, well, Joe, Joe uh, well, Rachel was was found murdered in her house in in Baldara in the Nall, mm. and uh, initially it was thought that it might have been a burglary gone wrong or something like that, but she was. Like I knew when I visited the scene myself and went in and had a look and everything, it was it was someone h- hated her because she was so badly beaten. Like you know, it was oh so really vicious. Like you know, yeah. and not only they had to beaten her, but they had come back and beaten her again because we could tell oh from God, the blood sorry. on the blood splattering oh. on the wall that there was blood on top of blood. Yeah, which is a sign that blood ha- like was she was hit. The blood would, began to dry, and then there was other blood on top of that. So someone had you know. Yeah. So it was a hate. Like you know, you could see it was hate. It wasn't a, a burglar. Burglars don't do that. Like mm. you know, the burglars don't want any confrontation at all whatsoever. And if they are confronted, they'll get out as quick as they can. They're not going to stand around to beat yeah. someone. They just don't do it. I look. I'm a fully trained scenes of crime. I've officer. I've went to thousands and thousands of burglaries. I know what yeah. a crime scene is like. I know. And so when you went yeah. there that day, oh yeah. That so look, I went into the kitchen. Personal. Yeah, I went yeah. into the kitchen. Had a look, and the table was turned over. The, curtains were drawn the, the, it's the, an the annihilation kitchen, the, isn't it yeah, it's an the annihilation kitchen, the kitchen killer, presses yeah. were open like you know with the knives and forks and yeah. burglars don't do that they don't go near those presses they don't bother yeah a, a burglar worth its salt he'll break in he'll go straight to the bedroom and look at the woman's side of the bed look for jewellery and that's mm-hmm. it and he'll have a time he'll, he'll have a look through for cash or something in the press or that type of stuff, a video camera or something, anything like, you know, and he's gone, he's out, he's gone, he's away, like, you know. And did you suspect Joe pretty early on? No, not not, not really, like, you know, my first introduction to Joe was that, uh, you know, my superintendent was at the scene and he said, um, he told me, he said, look at he says, go in and tell me what you see there. Mm. And I suited up and went in and had a look and came back out and I said, I, I know two things anyway, I can tell you two things. And he says, well, what? And I says, it wasn't a burglary. Mm. He says, correct. And what's the second thing? I said, whoever did this, I said, hated that woman. Like mm. I said, it was vicious. And he, says, he says, correct. Go out mm. and talk to the husband. He said, he's out the gate. Mm. <laughs> so I wandered out and Joe was standing on his own. Uh, Big tall man, a very well built big guy. Remind me actually of Colin Whelan. Yeah. Same build. Yeah, very similar. And yeah. I just said similar uh, mindset yeah. also. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I went out to him and uh, he was standing on his own, which I thought was unusual because we had got all the Callady family out of the house and they had gone down. An ambulance had arrived and God they were all them. down at the ambulance and the ambulance crew were tending them, talking to them, putting, um, you know, these. Uh, Tin foil wraps yeah. around them, you know, to keep yeah. them warm and uh, like don't shock. shock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, mm. Joe was standing on his own, way up, the, like you know, away from them, uh, up at at the gate to the house. And I, would, I thought that strange. I thought he would have been down. It's just the way I thought. Yeah. I thought he would have been down, sympathising or saying like, what happened or, mm. do you know what I mean? Trying your to, your trying instinct, to get you, isn't it? Yeah, your instinct yeah. does something off here. Yeah. And you weren't yeah. sure what it was. Yeah. yeah, I knew. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just I know if if that happened to me, I'd be. Do you know you'd be. Family and in-laws, you'd be, you know, you'd be saying, "God, what happened here? What's?" Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd be trying to figure it out, or you'd be trying, but no, no, yeah. Joe was on his own up the road. So I thought that very strange. I mm-hmm. thought that very, very strange. 
But anyway, I went out and I shook hands with him and I told him who I was and I said, we'll be investigating this. And I said, uh, I need to speak with you later on. I need a phone number. Yeah. And he gave me a phone number, which I thought was his phone number, but it was actually Rachel's phone number. Right. Now, why he did That's that, strange. I don't know. It was strange. Carry on. And then, and do you know now why he did it? Oh, right? he did, yeah, because he was trying to distance himself from it. He was always, a yeah. he was, he always had a, a knowledge that phones are, are yeah, they are were going to get him, yeah. And the irony but that his was the first yeah. case, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, were used. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. it's 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 funny, it's funny. Like you know, and I put it to him that night when I met him. I said, "So you give me Rachel? No, I thought you were looking for Rachel's number. Like you know, yeah." And, Ah. Like, uh, you know, why would I be looking for a dead woman's phone mm. number? Like, you know, at that stage. Strange. But anyway, look at it. Anyway, look at uh, it. was strange. I told him, I told him, I remember saying it to him, I says, we'll investigate this. We'll get to the bottom of it. And I said, you know, I'm going to give you advice now. I says, don't talk to the media. Yeah. yeah. And I told him specifically, <laughs> don't talk to the media. Yeah, uh, yeah, I said, um, leave that to us. We'll do all of that. You know? And, and 90% yeah, of cases, he, they don't. No, no. And, no and he, he just said, yeah, grand, grand. So... I said, I'll contact you later on and we'll meet up and that's it, grand. So he said he'd probably be in his mother's. And I said, that's fine. And I toddled off of myself, like, you know, uh, that was it. Uh, I was going to ring him that evening and the chief superintendent, uh, or not the, 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 the D-super, uh, Mick Hoare, since passed, uh, said to me, I was in contact with that man and we're, we're going to go up to see him now. I said, that's grand. And we... Went up myself, uh, himself, and uh, another guard called Aaron uh, Gormley, mm -hmm. who's a sergeant now in Drada. And we went up uh, and uh, we knocked on the door, and Joe's mother answered it. And we said, Look, we want to talk to Joe. She says, Fine, yeah, yeah, no problem. Come on in into the sitting room. And we came into the sitting room and we sat round, and Joe appeared in then. And you know, while he was after having a shower, he was. You know, fresh, fresh, and then he came out and he sat down on the couch opposite. And I said to him, uh, You know, we're very sorry for what happened and all that, but it just a few questions we want to ask, like, you know. Mm. And I said, Like, we want to know who done this, like, and, and we want to ask you who would have done this, like, and do you know of anyone who could have done this? Or, and he says, No, no, no. And I said to him, Then, well, look at it. I said, uh, Maybe she, Rachel was having an affair. Mm -hmm. And it's some uh, disgruntled wife has got somebody to mm. do away with her. Like he says, no, 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 none of us, were, neither of us were having affairs. Ah. That's what he said. And then mm -hmm. I just, yeah. it clicked with me. I, yeah. well, that's not what I asked him. Look mm. and so had, you were picking up on all oh, the things. Oh, I was, I was shocked. I was clued in. I yeah. was clued in. And yeah. I said, yeah. Grant, yeah. I said, that's fine. And I sort of, uh, what was it, banked that bit of information. Yeah, he was leaking all over the place, wasn't yeah, he? So yeah, so I just said this, Grant, I said, well, tell me, who, like, who, 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 you have any idea who might have done this? And then he said, yeah, well, look, he says, I have the company where I work, and he says, I sacked one or two fellas, and they could have been uh, revenge uh, for being sacked. Yeah. Gave me their names and all oh that type God. of stuff, and I said, that's fine. And then he said, there was a guy... I says, um, and there's be anyone up around the house here, any, any, well, he's the only guy that comes up around the house here, he says, a fella, I get to mind the dogs, and he told me his name, and he said, he comes up and minds the dogs, and all that, but he'd know where we live, and all this, that, and the other. Yeah. I said, fine, so I took note of all of these yeah. type of things, because they have to be bottomed out, like, you know, yeah. and I said, that's fine, like, you know, uh, and then I asked him again, I said, uh, are you sure now she wasn't having an affair, and were you having an affair? Oh. Uh, he says, no, no, I wasn't having an affair, no, no. And he was looking at me mm. like, and 
typical psycho that they look he at you like straight, straight yeah, 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 and yeah. I, I kept looking at him yeah. and he said grand so I wasn't happy mm. you know with his answer like as such but and that I, was the first evening yeah that was yeah. the first evening what actually happened is that uh, like uh, how it unfolded uh, how did Joe become let's say suspect in this or how did he like to know how did he mm. why were we pointing the finger yeah, at him yeah. Yeah. well like you know he said he was in certain place and he yeah, wasn't this, that and the other yeah. then we had got some information on the phone his phone which he had said that he had with him all day because I had that in my notes yeah. he said I had my phone with me all because I asked him specifically I had my phone with me all day this, so, that, and the other. so that was it and then stepped into it there straight yeah, away so didn't it was he? there yeah mm. so then when I put it to him that uh do you know what I mean? You, you didn't give me, you didn't give me your phone number. It was Rachel's. You gave me. Oh, I thought you were looking for Rachel's number and all. What said, a no, no, no. And it's sort of you banked that as well, but you don't know where it's going to fit in. But yeah. you just, mm. you just said like it wasn't all just sitting right with me. Yeah. And you know, but like it wasn't let's say enough to sort of be overexcited about. But like you were still, you know. But then mm. uh, I asked him for. I said, Joe we need your boots or your shoes that you're wearing today. I said, because we knew whoever killed her would have been covered in blood. And we just said, Joe, we're looking for the shoes you're yeah. wearing today. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I said, because there have been a number of people in around the scene and we have to get all their shoes and we have yeah. got all their shoes, even the guards and that. And now we'll be eliminating footprints like and stuff like that, you know? Oh, he says, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Hold on. And he hopped up, he was in his bare feet and he hopped up and he went upstairs and he was gone for a longer time than I thought. I said to the lads, I was messing with the lads, I said, he's hardly done a runner. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Laughing just, and he came down and he was with his boots and that's it. And we put them into an evidence bag and thanks very much for them. And that was it. Mm-hmm. So we went off and, uh, you know, before I left, just the last question I put to him and I leaned right up to where he was sitting and I looked at him straight in the eye. I said, Joe, did you have an affair or were you having an affair? And I looked at him straight and he was looking at me. I could feel him thinking. Yeah. Mm. Like you could feel him thinking. Mm. And he says, oh, I did have an affair, but it's over now. Um, mm. And he says, that's it. And I don't want my family to know. And I says, fair enough. Who would you have the affair with? And he says, Nikki Pally. Yeah. And that's it. And then I said to him, when was the last time you spoke with her? Oh, I spoke with her today. Right. At 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK, that's OK, that's grand. But when we checked his phone records, he had been on to her at five o'clock or four o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, like, you know, and they'd yeah. been spoken for half an hour and 20 minutes and texting and all. So, you know, and then when we interviewed her, she admitted that she was having an affair, with, but not. It wasn't over. It wasn't over, no. like, you know, but no. she, she didn't say it, it, it was a fully blown affair, like, you know, right. but. Uh, but the emails he had told as well. Her, he told her, like, he had told her that if you have, if the guards ever asked you about the affair, play it down because they'll use it as a as a yeah. motive, like, you know. Yeah. So, he, you know, so, but anyway, look at she, like, she was in love with him, like, you know, and yeah. he was in love with her and. <laughs> She still know. visited him in prison. Is she still visiting well, I don't know. him? Do you I, know? I wouldn't have but she did yeah. for a number oh, of years. Oh, she did, yeah. Yes. I heard that now, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm sure she's... Who knows? I don't know. But like, the fact most... that that was his motive, you know, well, his he motive just happened to be having an affair. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, his motive, believe it or not, for the murder 
was his sons and losing control yeah. of the okay. parenting of that mm-hmm. was his yeah. it wasn't to do with insurance policy even though there was an insurance policy mm-hmm. there and then he uh, tried to sully Rachel's name yeah, in did. relation to the boys didn't yeah. he oh he did very much so yeah. it came out the, the social services came out to her and says well we got a complaint that you know you were rough on the boys and this we just coming out to, and she was flabbered mm-hmm. like you know you can understand mm-hmm. how she would have felt but she believed all along it was a priest that rang in because right. she said because it was said that the priest had visited the house mm. and uh, the kids were there and she might have told them to stay down or quiet or whatever. Yeah. And, and so when he thought, low. do you think now looking back because yeah. you've yeah. you know yeah. investigated this and interviewed yeah. him, do you think looking back that when that didn't work for him? He he took the step and and planned her killing. No, he he, he was going to get rid of her one way or another. Right. And uh, the night before, you see, what happened is that, and it's not really, not many people really know, but the weekend before, Joe was at the zoo with Joe's brother and Nikki Pelly and the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, Rachel, one of Rachel's friends, says that uh, was telling me that. Uh, one of the kids said it. I met Joe's new girlfriend. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't meant like it was just said, something that was said. But yeah. Rachel, the night before she was murdered, had a right to it, a, a big row with, with Joe. Right. And gave him an ultimatum. Yeah. And told him, clean up your act or out you're gone. That's it. She was getting mm. out. And that was, that was uh, the catalyst of it all because yeah. then he knew Yep. He'd nothing. He'd nothing to lose. Then he knew he no, was losing everything, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. so, but, so he hadn't that much time to plan it. He, what, he, he well, come, was he thinking about it for long? Do you think? No. He, everything that was put in place was done from the night before. There was items found in the ditch up the road mm. that he could have easily taken out, put up the road without mm. any, like you know. Yeah. And it's another stupid thing because burglars don't do that. No. He wasn't mm. exactly a mastermind at this. No. A lot of these murderers are not masterminds. Or anything, but but they all have a trend, or they have a way about them. People say they're psychopathic and that, which which they probably are. And, and like I, I have no qualifications in respect of being a psychologist or anything of that nature. But what I would say from my dealing with these people, I've picked up an awful yeah. lot from them. Yeah, and they do have an ego that's mm. bigger than themselves, and uh, it's often their undoing because they. Mm look on the likes of the police or people of authority that they can that they're above them yeah, yeah. that they're smarter than them that, and like you know it's a big mistake to, to sort of uh, look down on the police and say that they're not smart like yeah. you know but okay. uh, where's Joe O'Reilly now like and mm. that's it you know mm. but look at and so you and, interviewed uh, him a few times before yeah. he was eventually charged so yeah, it was he, difficult he, he, he was interviewed and, and uh, like but like there, there was there was telltale signs let's say when we had the when we had the house preserved, yeah, and it was being technically examined, mm. Joe arrives up at the scene, yeah, and he spoke to the guard preserving the scene, and he said, uh, uh, "The guard says you're not allowed in here. You can't come in." He says, "I know that, yeah. We just came up to tell you I had a dream last night, mm. and Rachel was in the dream, and she was telling me that there's a towel missing and a a, a dumbbell." bar missing like you know right and he said yeah 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 yeah." and the guard took notes of it and all this that and the other and joe toddled off for himself and that was it now i thought that bizarre Mm. i was i said that's that's bizarre but when we gave that when we were finished our technical examination and we had to give the house back to the next again with bean joe Mm. because he wasn't charged or anything with that stage and uh 
he came and what we do when we give back a house we have to walk through the house with them and say look can you tell me if there's anything missing or is there anything out of place or whatever like you know and that he's happy that the house has been handed back in the format like the guards haven't stole it but now mm-hmm. around like that so he went down and he went into the back bedroom he says yeah there's a, ta- a Shimba Hills towel missing and a dumbbell you know so he said that's the only thing that's missing like you know yeah so and that added up to a stream yeah <laughs> so like yeah, it just it's just bizarre, bizarre is bizarre. the word like you know and these are people they have mental problems they yeah, have they yeah. have it's and did you psychotic. find that out about him later, like that he had some issues growing up? And well, he did. Yeah, with myself and Joe often sat down and had a good old talk. Like, do you know what I mean? I, like, mm-hmm. I said to him, like, you know, do you know, you, you, sh- you know, I remember sitting at his kitchen table, like, and I saying it to him, I said, Joe, do you not think it'd be best to to tell the truth about yeah. this, like, you know? And I, I said, the reason I'd say that, I said, because you have two young guys growing up, mm-hmm. and they're going, they're going to, they'll want to know at some stage about their mother and how she died and if they come to me I'm going to tell them the truth yeah now if you tell the truth now right you'll lose you know a lot of faith faith and you'll, mm. you'll dip down I said but over time you may build up that relationship yeah. even if you are locked up or whatever I said or anything of that nature like you yeah. know you know just thinking from the children's point of view yeah and uh, that's my advice anyway that's like you know and he just leaned right up to me says I didn't do it. Yeah. And he got up and he walked off. So mm-hmm. I said, that's, that's what you're dealing with. Like, yeah. you know, so and that's that was it. soon after. That was in, yeah, the, in yeah, the first yeah. week or so, yeah, was it? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then he brought Jenny Friel, the journalist, in. He did, and yeah. And it, uh, he brought Rose yeah, and Jim in. Jim and, yeah, he courted the, tr- the media, didn't he? Yeah. He, he did, really yeah, did. Yeah. He reveled in it. Yeah, he did. Because Which it, is quite psychopathic. It is, yeah. It's yeah. like a man that killed those two girls in Liverpool. Yeah, Huntley. Yeah, The man Huntley. He was just exactly the same, you know. And Joe Dunn, yeah, he reveled in it. And, he thought then he was sort of distancing himself, but well, if I can tell, do you know what I mean? I'm an innocent party, and that's what he was doing I, with I'm the late late show, the like, and that's mm. what he was doing with, you know, because uh, that whole thing with the late late show was a disaster. Because I was actually in Spain with another detective, yeah, working on the Colin Whelan case when Joe was invited onto the late late show, and right. what happened was that he was invited onto the late late show, and he said he'd go, but he'd only go if Rose Callaly would go with him. Yeah. And okay. RTE said, yeah, no, that's okay. So Joe tells Rose, the guards want us to go on the Late Date Show, which was mm-hmm. not true. Yeah. Okay. So Rose took it at face value, oh, the guards want us to go. Mm. And she went on the Late Date Show thinking, the guards want us to go on the Late Date Show. But at this stage, Rose no, knew, did she, she did, not? because the, the day before, we had uh, a detective uh, inform her that Joe was now a suspect okay. and that we believed. So she was aware of yes. that going into the late late yeah. show but uh, Can you the trauma what, what, for a, her, what the a powerful thing. woman like yeah. to yeah. sit there yeah. and what she amazing sat there woman. knowing that this could yeah. potentially yeah. be evidence yeah, yeah. and you she know? knew amazing. like we had a very good I had a very good relationship with, with Rose like yeah. you know it was one of those and she wrote me a beautiful letter after I retired and yeah. really I, mm. I think I mentioned it in the podcast I did but like it's it's really sort of sat home to me this I really did make a difference to this yeah, family like course. I really did my job yeah. I really and yeah. uh, uh, you know but she she, she um, like a beautiful woman like you know really like a good an woman an absolute like, lady. Oh, lady a lady a lady yeah 
They're so uh, welcoming. I remember going to their home yeah. a few times to interview them. They're well, amazing. Well, I remember it was Rachel's birthday uh, in October and it was a week after she had been murdered. Mm-hmm. And I paid a visit to the house that day and I brought a bunch of flowers. Mm-hmm. And Rose, I always remembers, so I like, you know, you thought of, you know, it was just a Your nice kindness, gesture. Yeah. yeah. And I come in. And she was sitting on the couch in their in their conservatory, Jim and herself, and we just chatted. And you know, I said, "Look, I'll be looking into this. I'll be sort of one of the main men, and I'll be, you know." And I shook her hand, and she held my hand, and I says, "All I can do is tell. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, and I'll keep you informed. Now, if I make a mistake, I'll tell you I make a mistake." I said, "But that's it. But just trust me." I said, "You know, just trust me." And she gripped my hand and she said, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And there was that bond from that yeah. day on. It was, yeah. it didn't, and it never broke. Yeah. And that was it, like, you know. And uh, when I questioned her then in respect of the Late Late Show, she said, I thought you just wanted us to go. And I said, no, no, no. I said, Rose, if I wanted you to go, I would be telling yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And you should have rang me in the safe. Like, she said, oh, I know. I just took it at face value, Joe. Wanted, like, you know. Yeah. I says, no, no, no. But she played know. a blinder. She played a blinder. She yeah. knew. She knew all this. She, she knew she was very cute. She mm. was. She, she knew was, why he would have wanted yeah. him to be there. Yeah, but she. She to trip himself up. Yeah, as well. but she. She had her suspicions anyway. Yeah. yeah. But there were unfounded pos- suspicions. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just something that mm. she felt herself. Yeah. And we knew that like, when we were breaking it, or look at Joe as a suspect and this and all this, that and the other. But Jim, poor Jim, hadn't a clue. Like she had to break the news to Jim. Oh and God, then, love. Like. Uh, Poor Anthony, who was the youngest, yeah. um, mm. uh, we had to tell him. And I remember sitting him down in the sitting room of the house and telling them. And he, because himself and Joe went, uh, were into space wars and films and all that type of stuff. And uh, he got up and ran out the door, ran out and down the street, and yeah. running after him. And it's shocking. The shock, yeah. the shock. Yeah. And he was a, like a beautiful family, like yeah. absolutely gorgeous, yeah. good Decent family, people. Decent people. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And... You know, but this is what you have to do. To and, and and Pat, sorry, mm. uh, Sarah, and, and Pat, now with Joe, his case is coming up for he's coming up for parole. Do you know what's happening with that now, or have you any more involvement in that? No, I'd have no more involvement unless I was asked okay. by the family to put in my tupins worth or whatever. Make but, representation. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I like I did in the early the first. Uh, application yeah. he made, I, I wrote a letter in respect of. Uh, backing up their 
but they held, you know, their beliefs. Which that were they didn't belief. want him No, released. they didn't want yeah, him out. Of course. And, uh, you know, I was told that he will get this letter from me, like he will, he will have access yeah, to right. anything. And mm-hmm. I said, look, I have no problem. All I'm doing mm-hmm. is telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And... Uh, that's it. So I've no more. But like he, but he's because he's never admitted it and no, still denies it's it. Absolutely, that could go against him, right? Yes. One of the so. main aspects, and we were always told that you will not be eligible for parole if you don't admit the crime you're locked up for. Now, Joe has never admitted it. Yeah. And uh, the nearest he ever came to admitting it, I think, was the first time we were interviewing him, and he was in Drogheda Station, and Rose wanted to see him, mm-hmm. and we tied around with this idea of letting him in letting her into the interview room to see him you know now things were a lot let's say maybe looser then than they are now in respect to custody of people and stuff but uh she we let her into the interview room yeah and uh she told us uh you know when she was leaving the interview room he wouldn't admit anything and she, she had her hand on the door leaving the interview room joe said rose and she turned around and says, what? I'm very sorry. Mm. And she says, I know he was mm. apologising for what he did. And mm. that was it. Mm. So, yeah. you know. It's hard to it's hard there's to no, it There's no empathy really there. It's like, no, it's, it, these people it's like this don't high have denial. Yeah, psychopaths and don't. Even yeah. that, even yeah. that yeah. he yeah. might be kind of lording it over yeah. Rose a little bit yeah. In, a, yeah. in a really sick yeah. way. Yeah, you, and, could, you could and look and at it that way. I wouldn't give him any credit yeah. for that. No, no. Yeah. But and if you think even about the way Rachel was discovered, it was it was oh, Rose. Yeah, like he set it up that Rose, her mother, would find her. In terms of the trial then, it was the first trial where mobile phone evidence was used against it and accused in terms of location wasn't it there? Yes, I remember it was, the it evidence was cell, pinging up against yeah, a mast we were told uh, there's a thing called now cell site analysis which mm-hmm. I've never heard of before Yeah, and we were told the Vodafone uh, had experts that could explain this to us and they brought an expert from Paris yeah. to assist us yeah. and he was able to spell it out to us he said look at there's these masks and there's four aerials in these masks and if someone makes a call it'll go through the nearest mast and you'll yeah. be able to say yeah they're in that sector and this that and the other and we'd be able to say that and he was given all the details and he came back and he said yeah he had a chart done up and a powerpoint presentation yeah at such a time he was here yeah. At such a time he was there, and you could see him plotting all the way out yeah. to fantastic. Yeah, it was and then yeah. you could see him plotting all the way back were again. You in, well. Were you yes, in the court that trial? Yeah. And I, I know a judge. I, I think it was so Barry yeah. White yeah. was the judge, and yes, I know, like I was right. sitting and I was looking up at Barry White, mm-hmm. and he was looking at his PowerPoint and presentation. And Barry White would be like he's a very intelligent man, but yeah. he wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have been, let's say. Overall, over the years with guards, let's say, yeah. and and he saw it, and I could see him looking, and like really he, impressed. He was impressed, yeah, like, yeah. Really well, it was it was know. the first time, and then they also had that Fiat Maria. Yeah, Wasn't I don't, that it? I don't Navy, know. Yeah. And there were hardly any of them in the country. There was two. Well, there was two and a half thousand. I can tell you in it because I know because <laughs> I was given the task of yeah. tracing yeah. every one of them, yeah. which was an impossible oh task. But yeah. I thought it out, and I said, "What I'll do now is I stuck a thumbtack in Joe's house." And I went round five mile, mm. then ten mile, and looked at all those. And then we picked out what cars, Fiat Marais state cars, were in the first five radius. None. In the second one, none. In the third one, none. Maybe oh, yeah. the fourth one, 
there may have been one or two and yeah. we interviewed those people and it says no That's we were it. never up at the Nile we weren't there we weren't so we were able to so distance a huge amount of circumstantial yes, evidence as yes, well as, yes. Yeah. so there was two and a half thousand cars and we I'd say we got to about the guts of two thousand we had traced like do you mm. know what I mean countrywide mm. brilliant and it was fantastic and I remember being down in Kells uh, interviewing a guy about his Fiat Maria car and I was driving back through a place called Oristown and there was a scrapyard mm. I said I'm going to go in here now for yes. the crack and see if there are any Fiat Maria cars and I drove in and I got talking to a guy oh we have two and there was two scrapped Fiat Maria cars that there that were on our list so where would you ever imagine to be able to eliminate them? Yeah. So like, so I'm just, had, I'm just saying that. that so, yeah, yeah. so sorry, you guys. Had Joe said that the Fiat Maria was the car that he'd seen? Oh, well, no, no, it? no. Joe, Joe drove a car. Fiat. That was their car. He that drove a Fiat Maria. So you could see it on yes. the CCTV, okay. wasn't that it? A yeah. glimpse of it going yeah. by. And we got an ex. Right we got we got a company coordinating with the yeah yeah, and we got an expert from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew there was something, but I yeah. couldn't remember the it was details. Brilliantly yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. and he was able to look at the CCTV footage and look at the car and mm, yeah, and in one to five, it, it was a, together, yeah. a four that it's a Fiat Maria car. Mm. Like, but I mean, but when he was given evidence, that mm. expert, he turned out to be a disaster because oh, no. he he said. Uh, Oh yeah, it could be a Fiat Maria car, four out of five. Yeah, yeah. But then again, it could be a, a oh, Ford. Right. Esc- it could that's, be a Ford Escort estate. Oh no! And we're looking. And you're after oh. tracing two times. And I'm after, and I'm looking at this guy, in oh, the, and, and and I'm looking at him, Whoa. and uh, that's it. So he sort of negatized he all the positives. Yeah. That he, you just I mean, you as don't a know. Who's and, built up yeah, this case, case? You just have no control. So he came down, and I just I just said to the lads, I said, I can tell you one thing. He's walking back to the airport because he's not going to lift off me. I can tell you that. And they didn't give him a lift back. I don't know how he got back, but that was it. Anyway. And, and, and Sarah, Jules, when you were in the car, did yeah. you cop that? Do oh, you remember? I remember all you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's and I was 16 shocked. years ago. Can yeah, you but it? Isn't, you it, isn't it funny how you learn as mm. an investigator? That was a big learning curve for me. And just in terms of the trial... Um, and his demeanour during the trial because I remember yeah. also, there was so many journalists you remember that yeah, we were all yeah. sitting on the left there yeah. and it, waiting for the verdict obviously but during the trial his demeanour was so odd yeah. like he had such a big opinion of himself yeah. that he would sit you know while there was a break in the court or they were coming back after mm. lunch he'd sit in his his solicitor's place and sit down and he'd yeah. be reading the tabloids the newspapers that yeah. were in front of him yeah. and most, yeah. of, yeah. most that, of it was yeah. about him wasn't it unbelievable yeah yeah he was, he was and, and the thing about it before the jury came out with the guilty verdict uh, he was talking to a prison officer and the prison officer turned to me do you know what that flute's after asking me there and says what's the, what's the food like in Mount oh, Joy and I look at <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, so he just didn't seem to see the enormity. No, no, no. He was, yeah, but this is what psychopaths they they have. I'm not going to be done, and you can't try and understand that. It's just such a yeah. How many, how many, how many cases we see, and sentence was passed down by judges Mm. of life imprisonment, Mm. and he had no reaction, like because they are emotionally stunted yeah, their yeah, emotions yeah. don't grow the same as a normal no. person well they've no empathy yeah. they've no it's, empathy it's a brain and, and I've seen it it's, it is way. yeah I could in talk about that in terms of emotions and yeah. we were talking there Pat and I know we're moving on to another case yeah. that, you, that you dealt with shortly after this but you I, I distinctly remember when that verdict came yeah, in and yeah. you were very emotional and remember all the I journalists I was very emotional I remember when the verdict came in mm-hmm. and I was standing at the end of I couldn't get a seat mm. I was standing at the mm. And I looked over and all the guards involved in it were crying their eyes out. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. 
and it was a great human thing to see. Absolutely. When I think back on it, it they really were invested was. in doing a good job for the family, for the people yeah. that they knew. Like, you know, it yeah. was a good job done. That connection is and so important. Absolutely. It's, it's what policing is about. It's yeah. what it's providing yeah. a service. People forget about that. Yeah. The, the Absolutely. The guards, and they, they think they're about, detached yeah. from like they're those. human well, beings. Well, you can't yeah. be detached. You're human as well. Mm, and yeah. and mm. the thing about it is that I know Rose came down from the... The, the, she'd have to give him the victim impact yes. or whatever and she came back th- down and she was facing me and she put her hands out and we had a big hug and it was a good big strong hug like as if oh thank yeah you. you did it thanks yeah. and I burst out crying and she yeah. was crying I know. and like I really was emotional and I remember coming outside the court and I remember an article appearing in the Sunday paper some journalist wrote a guards are crying at like they shouldn't oh. be showing their emotion and all oh, this stuff and Pat no. Mary was crying and all this and I sort of said to myself, like, what type of planet are these people yeah. on? Like, you know, yeah. and it was, you know, but at the end of the day, we done a very good job, yeah. a professional job. Yeah. And we connected with the family. And it had always been with me as an investigator to yeah. bring the family along. You mm. don't leave the family behind. You bring them with you. Like, mm. you know, Absolutely. they're the ones yeah. that are hurting. They're the ones that want answers. And you yeah. were talking earlier when you were talking about Joe and you were saying that you were abroad um, yeah. investigating another case. Yeah. And yeah. that was Colin, Colin Whelan. Colin Whelan, yeah. So, yeah. so what, what happened in this case? Well, Colin Whelan, um, you know, Colin Whelan was a very exceptionally bright, very intelligent man. He had his own company, Data Motions. He was a computer programmer. His company, which was himself, was employed by Irish Permanent to do computer programs and all this, that mm-hmm. and the other. And they had, he was on a contract basis and was paid very good money. Like, there was no need for him to kill anybody, like, you know. Mm. But he had taken out a, an insurance policy on his wife for £200,000 yeah. at the time. And that was Mary... Mary Goff. Yeah. And then he upped it to 400000 oh, right. when he got yeah, married. That's right, yeah. We knew... So can you tell us when that happened, Pat, if you go back to... Yeah, that was back in 2001. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were in Balbriggan that I time. I was in Balbriggan as a detective sergeant, you know, and uh, this happened, you know, and you don't know whatever's going to happen in the garage from one day to the next, like, you know, but this happened and we dealt with it. And uh, it, it was shocking, really, because Colin had rang 999 the night before and said his wife fell down the stairs. Yeah, da, 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 da. The ambulance people had, who were first responders called. It was actually the, the fire station, fire brigade called because they were first responders. They went in and they thought it a little strange that she was very cold and this, that and the other, but she was wrapped in a duvet and yeah. they brought her into the sitting room mm. and they, 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 you know, they they done what they said. Uh, um, they put the... The jump leads on her bang, yeah, yeah, defibrillator, yeah. and uh, she was what they call acetol. She was yes, there was yes. no, yeah. Yeah. and they said if someone had died within that hour, mm-hmm. there would yeah. be always a kick yeah, out of it, like be, you yeah. know, and there was nothing, and they thought that strange. But anyway, they went in the in the uh, in ambulance and they went in the ambulance to to uh, Beaumont, and uh, Colin went as well, and uh, he had made contact with some of her brothers, and they were going to go there and as well and meet him and whatever and uh, the story was she fell down the stairs he reiterated his story to a number of people I was in the sitting room uh, there was only the two of us in the house and I heard tump 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 and she was down the bottom of the stairs mm. right okay so a very very uh, shrewd observant nurse called Catherine Galvin was in emergency and she went over to sympathise with him and his shirt was open and down a bit 
and she was sympathizing and she looked and she could see a scrape. Right. Now, she had seen the body yeah. and she said it was cold to the touch. She mm-hmm. even said it was cold or it wouldn't, shouldn't, if someone died within that hour, yeah, still, they, sh- yeah. they should be a lot warmer. Yeah. Yeah. And she thought it best to ring the guards and mm-hmm. talk to the guards about this. Mm-hmm. And clever, she did. And the guards woman. did appear. And uh, a fantastic superintendent, which we had in, in, in uh, Balbriggan at the time, Tom Gallagher, a Leitrim man. Proven, he was a, a detective inspector before he got promoted. He, was, he knew about investigations. I think he was the man who took the statement off Veronica Gear in that time of... Gilligan. Uh, Gilligan yeah. and that. Mm. So Tom was very experienced. But he, he, he sort of thought it out. And he said to Colin Whelan, he said, God, you're, you're under terrible shock. Come on in here. They want to do a medical mm. examination just to make sure you're okay. Clever. He says, fine. Mm. Takes off the shirt and there's a big, four big oh, scrape marks down. And so uh, they brought it to his attention. And he went, oh, she must have scraped me when she was flailing out of me. He, so a story was changing mm. then, like, you know, mm. because he had already spoken she on the 999 call and he said she was yeah. dead yeah, at the bottom that, of the yeah. stairs so and now like, she was flailing. Yeah, so like there was his, gaping his, holes. His, so yeah. not that shrewd. No, no, no. But it started to change. So, yeah. So Tom Gallagher, in all fairness, in his wisdom, preserved the scene, uh, the house. Good. Yeah. Uh, for he said, look, and they asked Colin to go back to the station and make a statement. He made a statement, mm-hmm. went through the whole evening, and there was only the two of them in the house and this, that, and the other. Uh, I know they were trying to ring me, and I always laugh at this because I had my mobile phone plugged in at the kitchen, and I was down in the bedroom, and I never heard any of the calls. But when I got up the next morning, there was 40 missed calls oh, on Lord. my phone. Wow. And I God. see there was a sergeant ringing me, and there was the superintendent ringing me. So I said, I'll ring the sergeant first. And I says, what's the story? I says, uh, Super's gone mad looking for you. He said, he can't get you. I says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, he says, well, give him a ring, give him a ring. He said, you know, I says, fair enough, fair mm. enough. So he said, there was a girl fell down the stairs and I think there was a post-mortem this morning. I says, Grant. So I rang the Super and I said, how are you doing, Tom? I said, you were looking for me. Yeah. Oh, yes, I was. He says, look, there's a girl fell down the stairs. She's dead. Um, the husband has explained, he says, uh, the family says that they were a perfect couple. Mm. They loved each other and there's no hassle. There's no domestics or anything. And there was no problems. And that's it. And he said, it's probably a tragic accident, but the, the, the post-mortem is this morning. Yeah. And we just need you. I says, I look after the post-mortem. I look after all of that. And he mm-hmm. says, Gran, I'll make my way around to Marino. And I went around and met Mary Cassidy. I said, I'm the book on the job here now. I said, like, you know, and she says, fine, fine, that's grand. And she said, uh, she went in and showed me the body and all this, that and the other. And she... She said there was peachy uh, markings under, yeah. which is a sign of strangulation and that, yeah. you know. And I said, Grant, she says, I'm going to start the post-mortem now. You can stay or you can, well, I'll, sure, I'll sit out in the office, mm-hmm. I said, you know. So I, she, she said, Grant. So she worked away and came out then and she said to me, um, I have good news and bad news for you, you know. And I said, that's Grant. Well, I said, give me the good news first. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is she says, I'm complete the post-mortem it's complete oh the bad news is uh, you have murder on your hands right. this woman was strangled by way of ligature mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. wasn't yeah. expecting that yeah. Yeah. and I said to her are you sure like imagine questioning yeah. Mary mm-hmm. Cassidy are you sure <laughs> and she said yeah she was strangled come in here and I'll show you and she had a burn neck and burn mark she said that was by she had a ligature put around yeah. her neck and, mm-hmm. and that yeah. was a bit of a burn mark she said, and all the signs are there the swollen tongue Peachy, she said, the whole lot. Yeah. She said, it's just no, and I said, are you 100% sure? She said, I'm 110% sure. That you have a murder investigation on your hands, you know. And so it later transpired he'd used the, was it the belt of Mary's The belt of his gown, own dressing gown. his own dressing gown. Yeah, and yeah. not only that he used it, but he replaced it after doing the business, wow. like, you know. 
So, so there was uh, evidence on that. Oh, yeah. there was, yeah. Her mm. mucus and blood mm. and stuff were, was on. And it was taught. And, it was, and, it was, and, and, and the searches was, that he carried out on, on Oh, yeah. He was, he, he, this guy, he was, he was looking to kill her before he married her. Like, he, he, he actually married her yeah. with the intention of killing her. Because it was financially motivated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he played the perfect husband for six months, sending her flowers to work. Unbelievable. You know, ringing her, telling her, and the girls that worked with her, she so said, God, you married a great one there. Like, you know, he's... he's had he been kind of seeing somebody online while they, well, while he they was, were married? Well, he was, yeah, yeah. Like, I, look, it was, he had sexual difficulties, I would say, you know. But anyway, uh, like there's then, a whole big story behind right, that, yeah. which which I won't go into because yeah, 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 it's yeah. not fair on him. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that uh, I can see how all this stuff manifests itself into right. what happened. And but it's something like, we haven't heard, obviously. No, you wouldn't have yeah, heard. Yeah. But and, what and, I'm saying is, like, I know he murders him, but he has a right to little bit of privacy too like you mm-hmm. know and things I wouldn't talk about but oh, like of course. but uh, but he went on down part at one stage didn't he he went missing yeah yeah well look at what, what, at the heat of the hunt we got all the evidence from the computer how he showed how he was trying to kill her and this that and the other and looked up how to suffocate someone and all yeah. that and looked up Henry Lewis Wallace who That's killed right. nine women in America right. North mm-hmm. Carolina who and he used ligatures like bras yeah. and towels and everything and he used to always mop up with a towel afterwards mm. and then when in her duvet when she was body was found there was a yellow towel there like you know mm. so it it's all, like a copycat like, almost, it was a copycat yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, he was doing it to look as if like my understanding or my belief is that he intended to render her unconscious by strangling her okay and, and then, then throwing her down right. the stairs oh, right. mm. but he was strangling her and he didn't factor in that she was going to fight for her life mm. and she got to turn around yeah. burning her neck with the ligature and scrape oh him and uh, he sort of finished her off then yeah. up there like he actually killed her then you see he he dragged her down the stairs yeah and then Mary Cassidy oh. said it to me she says Mm. the injuries that she has is not consistent with a fall down the stairs yeah, yeah. so she was she able was to stand dragged. over that so, yeah. so it was Trina all building he, he, he was later charged but he, he went missing he, he was, he was he granted charged. bail eventually and, yeah, and he, yeah. what happened that but, he went missing yeah it was just one of the first things I did he had a phone watch alarm system yeah. and I had a qualification at uh, ham radio and stuff like that and I had to build a radio part of my exam and all that crack and I knew about radio waves and that and I knew these systems even though it was cordless mm-hmm the, the 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 monitoring system keeps sending signals yeah. out to the alarm connectors on the doors and windows, even oh. though it's turned off. Yeah. So I said, I I look at this. So I got an engineer from from uh, from uh, telecom, and they come out and they downloaded the log, and he was able to say, yeah, look, this is when he came in that evening, which okay. he said he came in with his wife, and that's it. And I can tell you that no door, no window was interfered with whatsoever in that period of time okay. that he said he was there in the house and so on. So we couldn't put anyone else in there. Yes. Mm. So yeah, I yeah. had to I had to I had to cut that avenue off that there was no one else. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there there you had it. Yeah. I had it sure with my mm-hmm. finger was pointed yeah. at me straight yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Your wife amazing was strangled. Det- amazing detective work. Like yeah. I mean for yeah. people There's listening so to this, like we, we uh, civilians, we wouldn't think of these things. Oh, this you is your think. expertise. Yeah, yeah, you have to think. You yeah, always have outside to think. the box. Yeah, and look and look around and see and everything. And the How thing I could see, one up. of the things I spotted in the house was the phone. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Look, she's talking on the phone." And the, when you listen to nine 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 call, oh, she's frothing her mouth and she's breathing this. And he was down, supposed to be given 
Mm. And then you would find it to be some sort of mucus or something on the yeah. phone yeah. belonging to her. But yeah. the phone was like, I was talking about shining. I said, we're taking that like, you know, it was. Yeah, incredible detail. I said, that's, that's, that's evidence. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah. So you have to be thinking all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. And yeah. another thing. Like, Before it, it's gone. Yeah, but she had yeah. a rip in her sleeve, like, uh, like a cross in her sleeve. And it was suggested that she must have cut her sleeve in the banister and fallen down the stairs. Right. But we actually took the whole banister off. We wow. we measured her hand, like, and we measured the the her pajama top, yeah. and it wasn't physically possible to catch the pajama in the. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't there wasn't you, enough room. No, it wasn't enough room. You couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so as well so as he, proving. Like he, so he was, and then the, the yeah. fact that the body was cold in touch, he'd killed her earlier. Yeah, of course. And yeah. then wrapped her up, and yeah, yeah. you know, so like it's it's it's. And then and then he was charged, and then he went missing. And yeah, he was, was like charged. Over you, what Yeah, happened? it was fourteen months, I think it was. Uh, we, we charged him with the murder, and he was granted bail. Terrible. And part of his sign, he had to sign on every day, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. it. He signed every on every day, and then one day he didn't sign on. Second day he didn't sign on, but we didn't realise that until his family came in and said he's gone missing, and uh, we don't his know where. His own family. Yeah, he's gone missing. So I checked the book. Just he didn't sign on for the last two days. Yeah, he's gone missing. We don't know where he is and this, that, and the other. So we started looking, and uh, we knew his car, which mm-hmm. there was a whole story about the car because it was actually Mary's car because he had been banned from driving for killing a woman in a oh, crash. Oh, that's right. And a head-on collision. Yeah, I think he Shocking. went to kill himself. Like you know, it is yeah. myself because of mental maybe, health yeah, issues that you yeah, spoke yeah, about yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, how long before up, Mary's oh, death was that? That was a good, oh, let's say, two or two years. Or, okay, yeah, yeah, not long, years. but no, not long. No, no, no. Yeah. But anyway. So he didn't do any time in prison for that? that no, 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 no. There was a technicality and he got Jesus. off with a drunk driver and he was, right. he, was, he was done for careless driving and banned. God. And then that's why and, Mary and was it, driving oh, around in her car. Like, oh but he goodness. took possession of this car then. Yeah. But anyway, her family wanted that car back and yeah. there was a big court case in respect yeah. of police property application and they was dealing with that. And yeah. Oh, anyway, look, the, these, these are all sideshows mm. to the main event as such. But look... So uh, he made he, it look like he had taken his own life. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. He, he parked. His car was found up on the Hill of Hoth. Mm, yeah. And I, I knew Colin thing. Whelan. Like, I knew him. Like... You take an interest in him, you look at him, you're like he was a spick and span merchant. Yeah. He was like, uh, we done a full analysis of his uh, company and they told me every penny was accounted for. Right. His 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 accountancy books were superb, like, you mm. know, the word was something. And when you went to his house, when we went to search house, like, I always remember it's like he had a, a wall and, and there was shelving on it and the books were all from the biggest book to the smallest book, all in line it reminded me of that film Living with the Enemy Living with the Enemy yeah so was he controlling of Mary absolutely yeah yeah. yeah. I think think she suffered hugely and I'll tell you why Uh, she cried her eyes out at her wedding and her mother told me like she says I couldn't understand I thought it was because her father wasn't there Mm -hmm. because her father was dead Mm -hmm. and she just had a bad feel about it but she couldn't you know and she told me that it took me three days to take a statement off the mother, like, you know. She's and so devastated. Yeah, and, and yeah. all the detail, to get all the detail in. But she was telling me that I used to always go over and stay with Mary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But when she got married, I was never invited over. Right. And then Mary 
started and it's typical psychos she started not where she started her nails she was so proud mm. of her nails she got her nails done every week like mm. she'd get them yeah. you know filed and yeah, painted yeah. and she stopped doing that she stopped wearing perfume Mm. And everything oh. was because oh, Colin doesn't like the perfume, yeah. and he doesn't like my nails. Oh. He was chipping and away at her. She, yeah, yeah, and she said she started wearing clothes that were shabby. Yeah, oh. he, yeah he was, you know, and yeah. that's it. I've seen it so many times oh, with, with, yeah. with these men who control women yeah. and, and and they psychologically mm-hmm. like bury them, mm-hmm. like you know, they break them down, break them down, it's, break it's them down. It's house and cuts. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. he and went missing in Mallorca, was it? Yeah, he went missing, yeah. and uh, like well, I went up to see, look at the car, and it was perfectly parked. And I said, like you know, he even had the window off the passenger door down, half down, so you could reach in and get the keys. And mm-hmm. he wouldn't like to see any damage yeah. or. His, just that type of individual and I just looked at the car and I said okay. I said there's no wow. way this guy fucking jumped over the cliff they're not a hope in hell I said he's gone somewhere he thinks Where's too much of himself yeah Yeah, he said he's gone somewhere where's mm-hmm. he gone like you know and that's it but we checked Malahide the train station and there was no CCTV there like, yeah. You know? yeah so it was an ideal spot to get away like you know yeah which was is, is, is how he did get away mm-hmm. but he had seven Months prior to him disappearing, he had got a a, a false passport. Right. In 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 so in, the, in the name of mm. another guy who lived down the road from who was the same age and the same height and the same makeup yeah. as him, you know. And so no, he'd know that this guy would never have travelled around, so he wouldn't mm. even have a passport. So he got his birth certificate and went and got a, mm-hmm. a passport and got it and. He was happy days. He was away, and that was it. You know, so. And he worked as a barman, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was went. That how he was yeah, caught? well, well, he admitted to me eventually. Uh, in respect, I I had to do an inquiry. I had to do an investigation in respect of the false passport, mm-hmm. and I had to go in and interview him in prison. And he told me, yeah, yeah, he told me how he got the passport, the whole works, and then he said. Uh, yeah, there's no no CCTV in Malahide. I says, no. And he says, I got the train into town. He says, uh, I got a train to Belfast. And then he says, I took a plane, a flight from Belfast, Belfast. to Spain, right. to to Barcelona. Oh, yeah. And then he says, I got a, a boat from Barcelona out to Mallorca. Yeah. And, and he was, was there I was for now in you, how long says, you know. before he was caught? Before 14 months. You 14 know. months. Yeah, I think it was 14 months. And... He kind of we built were, a life for himself as oh, well, Oh, he, he? he had a new girlfriend. He was oh, working God. away. He was, everybody, like, you know, when it came that this, we wanted this for murder, his girlfriend at the time, who was English, she could not. She said, you, you are totally wrong. Like, this yeah. man wouldn't, do you know what I mean? He, that's it, you know. Mm. Yeah. She, 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 may, she may have been next. And so she could well have been. Back. Oh, we got him back. But it was interesting, the whole circumstance of getting him back. Because I remember going to Madrid. Madrid, Madrid is the holding mm centre for anyone coming back from yeah. Spain being extradited anywhere around the world and I went down to the cells under the airport and I went down and it was just like Silence of the Lambs walking down and you had yeah. glass panels and you had yeah. bars and all this that and the other and people looking out you of every type of nationality and colour and everything and I walked down anyway and I was down about three quarters of the way down I looked to the right and there was Colin Whelan and he's standing and he had a beard on him and I looked at him and he looked at me and I just sort of nodded mm. and he did the same. But we knew in our stare at each other, mm. game is up. Yeah. yeah, game is up. And yeah, he, I got you. That's it, yeah. And we knew, we understood that. Yeah. Because uh, I handcuffed him when we brought him up. We had to do paper changes with the Spanish authorities and all that type of stuff. And I um, put him on the plane, like, you know, and uh, we were 
flying back to Ireland and he was uh, very chatty and talking and the whole lot and I was trying to suss him out yeah. and I says to him, uh, well, what are you going to do? I said, yeah, what's the story? Oh, he says, you have to understand, he says, the barristers work for me. I don't work for the barristers. So I sort of understood that maybe he's going to take a plea. Mm-hmm. But you just couldn't. Like, we we were prepared for a full Hard trial. Hard to predict with him, yeah. Yeah, we were ready. But I always remember it. It was just so surreal. Like, you know, these things happen in your, in your career. It was in the, in the court on the day. Mm-hmm. He was arraigned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was, did you, did kill Mary Goff on such a day and this, that and the other. And he looked around and he looked at me. And he looked around and the judge says, guilty. So he knew... What he was telling me, yeah. I was telling you, like, do you know what I mean? Only yeah, us, yeah. On, only me and him understood what he was. But yeah. imagine look, that was going know. through his mind yeah. at that point yeah. in his life when he's pleading guilty yeah. to killing his wife yeah. or murdering yeah. his yeah. wife. But uh, what what was his family were totally convinced he was innocent. Right. And I looked around at the at the oh, his God. family, and I remember his father. His jaw was literally dropped. The family were pale. They were. Mm. They could not believe this man. Yeah, did had done this, you mm-hmm. know. And do and, you find, uh, Pat, in that case, I'm sure that was that's a hugely emotive case as well for yeah, you, yeah. that the victims like Rachel and Mary, mm. there's a risk of them being forgotten when the killers, there's so much focus on these killers, you know, yeah. these notorious well, killers. Their, their families will never forget. Mm-hmm. Rachel's family will never forget Rachel. Mary's family will never forget Mary. You know, she was a, the both were beautiful women who had good families yeah. and people who loved them. And they will yeah. never forget that. And I think, where does the guards come into all of this? The guards have to provide a service. But the, the, the person leading the investigation, they have to be human. You have to see what these people are going through. You have to reach out and make that connection. I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and you do do your best. And you think outside the box. And you are a detective. You do your job professionally, like, you know, mm. like I always had standards and like, you know, I always said there's four things I would always follow that you're honest, you're accountable, respectful, responsible and professional. And once I kept to those standards, mm. I'm not going to my my investigation is going to be up there. I'm not going to go beyond below that. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. And, and, and uh, we had you in yeah. the guards for 31 years. 33 years. Uh, 33 yeah. years. Yeah. And I think that, you know, look, you have so much more to tell us, Pat. Oh, yeah. That's why there was a podcast yeah. about you. <laughs> yeah. And what is the, the podcast called? Well, the podcast I, I did with... Uh, the Irish Sun, yeah, lads. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Irish Sun was uh, The Making of a Detective. Detective the same, yeah. Brilliant. Same title as my book. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, I don't know, I mean, people were bowled over by it and yeah. tell me that it was fantastic and yeah. they loved yeah. it and yeah. uh, they're fascinated by fascina- the detail yeah, yeah yeah and I, I just said God I didn't think do you know what I mean it, it had that big effect but it was number one in Apple <laughs> for, for, yeah. for two well, months or something brilliant. like you know and, um, and, and, uh, we're, and we're extremely grateful to you for coming on to uh, our podcast and we hope to have yeah. you back again well yeah. I have yeah. loads of stories so loads yeah. of stories yeah yeah you can contact us on social media at Real Lives Untold. Our email address is reallivesuntold at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to hear this season's episodes every Wednesday. You can listen on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.